for anybody who's interested. This is the, uh... This is the Brew Science Podcast. All right, from behind the Zion curtain, cheers, my bros. <laughs> and the sound of silence. And the thunder rolls. I don't know. That's not right. I'm aware. Okay. Are you sure? Not the Mandela effect? Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to pop it slow and just not working? I was waiting. What up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> to the Brew Science Podcast. It's your host, Sloan, joined by his lovely co-hosts, Colby and James. <coughs> that was all all vodka. That one hurt. Hi, everybody. My intro was already done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was waiting for yours to finish before I said hello. Okay. Okay. So, welcome back, everybody. Excuse the small hiatus and... Large Time gap. Large hiatus. Large. There's nothing large in this life except for me. Time's relative. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Time's relative anyway. Yeah. Depends Bombs. on how fast they're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. If, they, if, if they're all caught up, yesterday. they're like, dude, hurry the fuck up. Yeah. If they're behind, they're like, oh, I didn't even notice. Exactly. Nobody notices our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, two people. Two people have yelled at me to hurry the fuck up. So at yeah. least two people have noticed I've, our podcast. I've had people asking, yo, uh, when are you going to do it again? I was at... Soon, I hope. <laughs> I miss my but bros. We do apologize. Life's been a little busy. Yeah, it has been. It's hard in these summer months because everyone always has plans. You know, you get together with family, you go camping, blah blah blah. On the weekends, winter, yeah, I'm not going to be doing season. shit. We don't want to kill ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So, you've got nothing out of me. I don't have a fucking life. So I've been waiting <laughs> on you guys. <laughs> Fair enough. But as promised, we're going to cover the space race in a two-part episode. A subject that most of us are passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether it happened or whether it didn't. I mean, the space race for sure happened. It's just the next episode, the moon landing part. Are you going to argue the moon landing? Because I'll have Buzz Aldrin no, punch you we, in the fucking no, face. No, we've all very much established okay. that we all believe it happened, <laughs> but we want to cover the conspiracy. Yeah, all right, right, all right. Because that's entertaining. Uh, I guess you put a gun in my head and say, did we land on the moon? I'd probably have to say yes, but if it was released in the news tomorrow saying we faked the moon landing, I'd be like, "Mm, fucking, yeah, makes sense. Uh, Not that surprised. I'd say impressive. Because, I mean, there are... I'd say impressive. Like, like, behind any good conspiracy, there are some, like, facts, air quote, facts, that are hard to ignore. You're like, hmm, interesting. Right. I mean, it does have some validity to it. Well, the the main thing I don't know if you guys ever watched MythBusters religiously. Yes. Yeah, they did prove that the moon landing was not possible to fake with the technology they had then. Well, and they also went through all the different avenues of the fakings, and they proved them all wrong. Yeah, but they're exactly. also big business. True. True. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could see Are they like owned by huge... Disney. No, Discovery MythBusters. Channel? Yeah, Discovery oh, Channel. Uh, Discovery, Discovery Channel. Channel there, is but Discovery Channel's not that big. I know the History Channel is. History Channel. Yeah, but they're I not. I don't know if the Discovery Channel's owned by Disney. Disney, what a conglomerate. Yeah. Well, this was quite a while ago, too. Yeah, this this was before Disney, like, really started, like, yeah. buying everyone. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> really started buying everyone. So, we're going to cover the moon landing in the second part, and this first part, just how we got there, mm-hmm. or how we didn't get there. Right. We did. We maybe <laughs> we might have. 
But, yeah. Should we uh, start back at the very beginning? Yeah, let's hop back in the way, way back machine. You step out into a steamy forest. And you look ahead of you this and you hear in like the distance. like a stupid Sloan squash. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you hear in the distance the screaming of a pterodactyl. And you realize your way, way back oh, machine is we fucked. Went, we went too far back. <laughs> hey, we gotta repopulate, bros. <laughs> uh, bros? <laughs> you heard best, me. Best hope we got the Neanderthals. <laughs> Neanderthals. Neanderthals. I mean, we're homo sapien. We're all homo on the inside. Uh, That's not how you repopulate, though. <laughs> you can go ask them. They know. Prove me wrong. First, I have a, I have a hypothesis. We need to test it. I'm not going to test the hypothesis. The scientific model <laughs> not has to it. happen. We, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, because this, that means we have to test and then retest. <laughs> this, this has been tested. We're good. Show we, me the evidence. What, are you going to test the theory of gravity right now? You. Are you going to test it right now? Yeah. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> No, don't He's push anything himself. out. <laughs> He's gonna shit himself. Let's see what happens. What goes up must come down. <laughs> what goes in must come out. That's what she yep. said. That's what she said. All right, so we're in our way, way back machine. It is the summer of 1960. No, nope. We need to go back further. Fuck. We need to at back least. In. We need 40s. to at least touch on Project Paperclip. Or before or that. Operation Paperclip. I would go before that. Even a little before. To, I think we need to hop back to the summer of 1930. Well, I don't know if we can go back that far. Yeah. So 19- <laughs> the 30s. Let's just go with the 30s. All right, 1930s. Very. Yep. Let me just punch um. that in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're 1930. Radio. You step out of your way, way back machine, and you notice cars. Oh, no, wait. You don't. No, there, was, there were cars. There were cars. Yeah, there weren't that many, though. It was a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is where rocket technology started its infancy in the very, very infant rudimentary sense of a rocket you light the fuse it goes it up goes. and you fucking run yep <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah i didn't study <laughs> back to the 30s i didn't go oh, that really? far back so huh okay well i pretty much started okay. with warner von braun okay so Operation in the Paper 30s Blitz. this is where germany had started so this is before Werner von braun um shortly after started world war actually I. doing this this is okay. shortly after world war one where Germany's actually starting to work with solid and liquid-fueled rockets. Actually, just liquid at this time, sorry. Um, this is where they started with basically delivering a payload, mm-hmm. is all they were looking to do. Um, they just wanted to move things from one area to another. That's really... This is the basic, very, very fundamentals, the start of it in Germany, before the V2s, before all of the actual rockets that could go anywhere. Yes. We forgot to talk about our alcohol. Okay, hop in the way, way back machine. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> gotta go forward. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're back so to good. Current time. We're so good. James, not knowing what we previously talked about, what are you drinking? I am going to be drinking a, a screwdriver. Screwdriver. Wow. Yeah. How yep. I know? It's not because I watched you make it, but it's because you always drink it. <laughs> it's not because it's one of my most common beverages. Uh, I did have a blue moon while we did the news episode, and now I'm having a screwdriver. So I had a pretty hefty weekend of drinking, so I'm going to take it kind of chill. Which sounds like a good weekend to me. It was pretty good. It was drinking and golf, so I can't be mad. I went golf. Half of that sounds nice. You did? Nice. Yeah, I went to Swamp. The other half you of it sounds infuriating. On Wednesday. On Wednesday? That's its last day. It's so sad. Yeah. Speaking of sad news, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? 
Is that were you just gonna stop at what are you? <laughs> Speaking what of sad news, you? what are you? <laughs> Thanks, fucker. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, I'm not being as lame as James, but still pretty lame. And I have an Arnold Palmer screwdriver of sorts. Arnold Arnold Palmer and vodka. Yeah, that's all it is. I think there's a name for that. There is. I don't know what the fuck it is. Okay. It's probably a Tom Collins. No. Tom Collins is not not that. Tom Collins has made a chin. It's a Tom Collins with a vodka. Then it's not a Tom Collins. <laughs> anyway, I just have I have too much vodka. Not gonna lie. You don't have to yeah, drink the it whole hurts. thing. It's okay. Don't hurt yourself. It don't hurts. get sick. Uh, no, I'm drinking the whole thing. Okay, sounds good. So keeping on the vodka train, I have a good old faithful copper can Moscow mule. Nice, just like last time. Vodka. You made you 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 made fun of me so i had to i'm sorry well mine comes in a six that's true mine comes in a pint it comes in pints just kidding sorry you should feel bad i do mine i like moscow mules no they're pretty good irish mules are more closer to my heart because whiskey over vodka but yeah fair enough all right back comes in a can pre pre pre-mixed yeah so you gotta mix it yourself no it comes pre-mixed yeah well, yeah. Now the problem I have with the copper can, it's not really the can copper. is aluminum. <laughs> it's yeah. copper lined. Or is cop- it? It's copper colored. Okay, it's copper colored. <laughs> As the copper. inside was copper lined, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, that sounds great." I'd also not be throwing these away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recycle them, man, boys. Nom nom nom. Cha-ching. Anyway, hey, beer pays for itself. Yep. Anyway, back on rockets. Where are you? No, no, we gotta hop back in the way, way back machine. <laughs> oh shit! I went to the next website. <laughs> Go back. Um, I, am I the only one that's hoping like porn would pop up and start playing? No, you do that no. incognito mode, son. <laughs> I yeah, but my phone doesn't I don't even want cookies. know. It doesn't what, take much to you know. You can clear cookies like every twelve to twenty-four months, as it you know the need arises. Sir. Eh, mine is usually about every two years. I'll clear my cookies. No need to. I have you got some dry-ass cookies. Yeah, I do. That's true. Grandma would disapprove. No. Well, he's looking at porn, so... Anyway. <laughs> Let's go back to Germany. <laughs> yes. Specifically Nazi Germany. No, no! This is where James' fabled paperclip project comes from. So, during the World War II, unfortunately, we can thank a lot of our rocket development to a very hateful group of people unfortunately the nazis <laughs> the germans the nazis <laughs> <laughs> yeah be careful so one of the really sad things about war is war will always bring advancements in technology because if there's anything we despicable humans like to do more is find better ways to kill each other Woo-hoo. die <laughs> so thanks to the nazis we had their rocket technology during world war ii with the v2 rocket the v1 and the v2 the v1 rocket and, the v2. and then mm-hmm. the later their early jet fighters right because i mean a jet engine is just a small rocket yeah no. basically prove me wrong okay <laughs> no <laughs> you ready yep a uh, jet engine actually uses internal combustion a rocket fuel that goes through a nozzle and out th- comes thrust wow one, one can be stopped the other cannot. You tell me I can't stop my rocket? You cannot. I can stop my rocket whenever I feel like it. <laughs> Not that kind of rocket. <laughs> I just say, hold the fuel. <laughs> no, rockets... Abort. Rockets, as soon as they have been lit, especially solid fuel rockets, cannot be stopped. A jet engine, you just turn off the fuel. 
It'll stop. What if I turn off the fuel to my solid fuel rocket? <laughs> you can't. I guess you can. Prove it. <laughs> Chambers. No, you can't. Yeah, that's how the, it all that's has how, to be like, connected. The Apollo rockets worked. Stages. They were liquid. One stage would stop, and then one stage would have to start. And not, also liquid. They were both liquid. Same thing. They way. are not the same. It's very different. Fuck. <laughs> oh, you made it mad. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we have our V-2 rockets. This was uh, the very first long-range ballistic missile. Which Werner... Terrifying. Werner von Braun. Werner. Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun. Ver- okay. Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun. W in German is V. Kindergarten. Werner. He was actually the forerunner in making the V2 rocket. No, he was. He was. So, yeah, he- <laughs> where Operation Paperclip comes in, at the fall of Nazi Germany at the close of World War II... Germany is broken up into three controlling powers. U.S. took a third. Britain took a third. Soviets took a third. Mm -hmm. When this all happened at the collapse of the Nazi regime, the Nazis were going around taking up scientists previous to this, collecting the world's greatest minds to fuel their war engine. Well, Operation Paperclip, towards the end of World War II, we started smuggling and liberating several minds of the time. Albert Einstein. Was a product yes. of the paperclip, as well as Werner von Braun. He actually turned himself in because he wanted to work on rockets. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't want wanted, to. He didn't want to kill people, but no. he wanted to. His his childhood help. dream was to send something to space, so he actually turned himself and his brother into the U.S. So many scientists came of will. Others were liberated through small sting operations. And forcibly liberated. Forcibly liberated. <laughs> the good old American dream. Yeah, good, the good old American. Uh, they they found oil. The way Let's we go do. over there. <laughs> the way we've done since our ancestors. Yep. Sort of. Kind <laughs> of sort of. Yeah. So they were liberated, and then some were extradited to the U.S. So very very few to Britain, and the ones we don't know about. To the communist. <laughs> Actually, I can't remember his name, but Werner's uh, Werner's uh, like right hand man working with the V two rocket and everything. That's who Russia got. I can't believe. I just can't think of just name, think of Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. I'm gonna keep calling him Werner. <laughs> I'm gonna fly over there and punch you. Fly over there and punch you. You so, hear my shit fall in a few minutes. It's not. It's not because I had to pee. So, so you're thinking of, so the person chased. you're thinking of, so we got Werner von Braun. He was the, essentially, lead of all of U.S. rocket technology. Yes. The USSR got a Ukrainian-born named Sergei Karlov. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Sorry, right. I remember reading that. Yep, Karlov. Sergei Karlov. So we have good old Warren, good old Karlov. <laughs> Warren. Werner. <laughs> Let's just give an American name. His name's... Warren, Warren and Carl. Warren von Braun. Warren, Warren and Carl. So Warren and Carl. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Have either of you? I'm appropriating your culture. It's, it's white culture. <laughs> there is no such thing as white culture. That's that's not true. There is such thing as white culture. There is no such thing as My American truck white culture. Have something to say about that? Guns. <laughs> This is this I is a random connection for everybody if they wanted to. 
October Sky. Have you ever read the book, watched the movie? Watched the movie. Great film. So the film is based around a kid that wants to use rockets, blah, blah, blah. He wants to learn how to rocket. Blows set up his mom's fence. Yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> but they were a mining the, town. They were in debt to the man, and he just <laughs> fucking blew it up. His, yep. the, the main character's inspiration was Werner von Braun. Oh, it's because cool. he saw him on television and wanted to be like Werner, basically. Okay. So that was his inspiration for the whole thing. He mentions it a couple times at the beginning of the book, beginning of the movie, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh, very interesting. Just a, just a connection for everybody. that was a true story, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mostly. Right. <laughs> very cool. So yeah, Operation Paperclip. Got us the goods. Yeah. Also gave you that annoying hint when you were typing your Word document. Would you like to capitalize this? Yeah. Damn you, Werner. I see you're trying to write a death note. <laughs> I see you're trying to build a rocket. Would you like to do some research on Werner von Braun? How about Warner and Craig? <laughs> Craig? His name's Carl. <laughs> Carl, sorry. So you do you want the you want to know the German word for V two for the V inside V two rocket? Yeah. Virgin den Waffen. <laughs> I think some people out there would have some issue with your pronunciation. Nope. No. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I haven't looked it up, so I can't even argue. Virgiltun Waff. Virgiltunwaff. The second, okay, let me well, second time you said it was is, very is different from the first time. So, so, so it's V E R G E, Virg, L T U N, Ultun, Waff, W A F F E. The kindergarten. Or Virgiltunwaff. Or vengeance. But that just got Russian. Well, you know, I mean, German's hard. <laughs> German is hard. But it translates to vengeance weapon. The, the funniest part is German is actually very easy compared to English. Yeah, but I didn't get raised speaking no German. So the warhead, for fun facts, it could, uh, it was about 2,500 pounds, so just over a ton. It would break the sound barrier and had speeds up to 2,500 miles per hour or 4,000 kilometers. Another fun fact, it actually killed more people to create that rocket than it did killing people in the war. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank God. We stopped them before, like, major V2 production went in. Otherwise, this would have been a way different story. So, we got Werner von Braun from Operation Paperclip. And the much better, arguably, Karlov went to USSR. Yeah, I mean, he made the most progress in the beginning, for sure. I wouldn't say he was better. He, he was not as good of a scientist, but he did work quicker, I yes. guess is what I would say. Sure. Okay, so Looking at, like, so if we ignore the end goal of the space race, mm-hmm. I'm going to come out and say it. The USSR won. Just plain sure. and simple. Ignoring, ignoring the final benchmark. I mean, USSR sure. I won. think the only reason the Soviets didn't do it is because they didn't trust themselves enough. Honestly. that's I, I think the U.S. did it before they, they were supposed to, and we got really fucking lucky well it's yeah because the ussr had like one major setback that we can get into a little later that mm-hmm. kind of submarine the whole operation the, at the very end which really sad the ussr won the sprint but america won the marathon for sure supposedly supposedly <laughs> so should we jump all the way to sputnik i mean that's the next logical thing after that's operation paperclip because sure Right before this, so after World War Two ended, some will some historians will say immediately after World War Two ended. Some will say a little bit later. America enters the Cold War with the USSR. 
yeah, almost immediately. And I think it started with who can get the better scientists. And I think Russia really wanted it because they saw that we had nukes. So they said, okay, well, we need some kind of control over space and the skies because America has nukes. So imagine if America gets nukes and they're in space first, they're going to be unstoppable. So we got to do something, mm-hmm. I think is what Russia was thinking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why is it always on me to lead the ship? I don't know, because you always lead. So anyway. <laughs> this is where we'll jump into Sputnik. So the, the, the big thing around Sputnik is it was one of the, I mean, it was the main big satellite that the USSR actually sent into space. It was actually very the, small. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but so... Um, Basically, the way this competition started, I don't know if we talked about that really, but it started August 2nd, 1955. Um, The U.S. basically said, um, we're going to launch stuff into space. We're going to get a satellite that orbits the Earth, right? Right. An interstellar orbitable satellite, orbital satellite. And the Soviet Union said four days later, they're like, yeah, us too. We're going to do that too. Well, yeah, and Sputnik was huge because as it flew over... Anybody could tune in. You could tune into what it was in broadcasting. Fact, in fact, you could, you I could have actually... a little soundbite of Sputnik. Oh, cool. So, if you tuned into your local AM station, mm-hmm. you could hear Sputnik's broadcast as it flew in orbit. And you could actually see Sputnik cross the sky. Because mm-hmm, it was a very early orbits are very low. And in fact, you can still see the space station if you know where to look. Right. Yep. Now, I mean, the launched... space station's only uh, roughly 100 miles right. in the air. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not that far. And Sputnik was a little lower than that, I believe. I don't think uh, it was... Sputnik, I, I don't know actually how high it was, but it was 100 kilometers, which is like 60-some-odd miles. So mm-hmm. a little bit lower than the space station? Yeah, 62. So, so it was put up in 1957, on October 4th, and it actually or- orbited Earth 16 times per day. So it was just Americans all through the night could look up in the sky and it was i think almost embarrassing to our our well, government then, that well it, at the time it was a lot of first, fear right. because we were in this cold war so nuclear threat because shortly after the cold war started russia got nuclear warheads shortly right. after so there was just this overwhelming threat to the uneducated that russia's looking down because we had sputnik one and sputnik two yeah, circling yep. but they, two came shortly the idea after. was that they could spy on us now because they have they have those things in the sky. And, and what's next after spying? They can just drop or just drop from space. And the scary thing with Sputnik 2 is that they actually launched the first living creature into space, which was a dog named Laika. And what a good so, dog, What a good dog. Uh, she was a great Sad great fact, person. they said that she lived for like almost a day, Russia did, but it was that came out to be a lie. She only lasted six hours, and she died from heat exhaustion. Very wow. sad. That's crazy. But I didn't know that. I thought it was a day. So, nope. I'm a, a lie. like... I'm very torn when it comes to animal testing and science because one half of the humanity of me is like, don't do it. But the other half of me is like, it's got to happen. For something like that, though, with today's technology, we don't need it to happen because we have all sorts of sensors yes, and no. stuff that we could send up it's, there. Yeah, I, I agree with Sloan on very similar. Like it's a very like, catch-22. Sure, like sure. testing on mice. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's it's not super consequential. They're bred for that. That's what they're for. You know, it's kind of... I hate it. You know, I, I, and I, I can 100%. I see that point of view. Sure. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, like, it, it helps us actually advance a lot of stuff. Like, when we talked about last, uh, not last um, sci- uh, yeah, news episode, but one before that, is literally, 
inserting poop into mice. Right. Like that that is giving us huge advances in in medical advancement because we can actually show that it's possible to create good I, enzymes yeah, inside I agree good with that. mice. Poop. The way I see it is it's like a necessary evil. It's the dark side of science that nobody really wants to happen. Right. But I think there's certain analogs that it almost needs to happen. Like the the ones I have a problem with is like makeup yes and things that are not necessary the non- that they're not advancing like science in a purposeful way exactly that that's the it, stuff that i hate it's a problem mm-hmm. like i i have a problem with fashion i have a problem with you know things that aren't advancing science like cows for instance we use cows right for meat and production like that that's what they're raised for that's what they're bred to do I'm okay with that. Right. I almost think, like, the part that I struggle with that I think would make it easier is if there was, like, in the science community, like, an intelligence meter. That if an animal is deemed to have higher than this intelligent, it's unethical to test on it. Well, there comes the argument of just because they're not intelligent, do they deserve to suffer? Which I don't believe they do. True. Yeah. Just because but, I mean, you're dumb feel, doesn't feel mean you should suffer. They've proven, like, fish feel pain differently than humans do. It's not to the degree or factor of, like... You feel pain, like a fish feel pain. Fish goes, oh, I shouldn't be here because this. And that's why they, like, get off of your hook. Right. right. Yeah. But they don't feel like They don't the feel the hook, hook. going through. Right. They don't... Their pain sensory is way different. Now, on the flip side, we have something that's hyper-intelligent, like a dolphin. Some sort of porpoise. The asshole of the ocean. Yeah. Their intelligence. <laughs> that's very rude. Don't know why I, you it's had to very true. That though, in there, it's but... so true. Porpoises are huge assholes. They they really okay. are. Porpoises yeah. and all kinds, from the killer whale down to the little river dolphin. Yeah, assholes of the ocean. Sure, sure. So many facts. We could go into a whole episode on how I think they're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so they're in fact hyper intelligence in a way we don't understand. Like the emotion receptors in porpoises' brains are larger than humans mm-hmm. to the point where whales, like I say whales and I mean killer whales, feel emotion to a degree higher than we do. Like for instance, when Tua come in SeaWorld, they were feeling emotion on such a higher scale than we were. But we just couldn't understand. But we, we're incapable. It's like your whole fourth dimension type thing. We yeah. have no idea what that would even feel like. It's like, and similar to like the whole argument, like I know that's red, you know that that's red, but how do I know the red you're seeing is the same as the red I'm exactly. seeing? Exactly, it's all different. So we just know that they they have a heightened sense of emotion. So I I just wish in the science there was like this benchmark that they're like, hey, intelligence below this is more ethical than intelligence above this. Right. But I see that it's a necessary evil, but I think a lot of it could be avoided. Some of it cannot. Luckily, now we have the but, technology that we, like you said, we can't avoid most of it. But there's going to be certain analogs that it's just right. Got to see what happens. Exactly. Like the the main science one I have a problem with is beagles. Testing on beagles. They test on beagles. Yep. That's for fucked. what? Um, I don't remember exactly what it is. I haven't done enough research into it. I'm going to be worms. honest. This, <laughs> <laughs> but they scientists actually do test on beagles. Um, which I, I do have a problem with that. Yeah, that makes me angry. Like, but mice, rats, you know, mm. necessary evils, I get it. They're to help advance science, it's okay. Right. But, and, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that'll be like, oh, you're such an asshole. It's, uh, it's gotta it's happen, I'm sorry. It's There's degrees to everything. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the fun thing about this, is we can all disagree and create 
uh, narrative and talks about why we disagree on things. Exactly. That's can... that's the great thing about life um, in general, except when you're fucking wrong, Nazis. But you know, for the most part, we can we can talk and create a discussion about why you know what the, sad part the is other person behind from. like that whole party is like if they had a good goal. Yeah. <laughs> what could have happened right yeah i mean they're so organized instead of like racial purity if they just like channeled that energy it we could have had like, chocolate donuts that don't make you fat or i'm not putting that out of question yeah <laughs> i mean if it came down Fucking, to it could you imagine if they were like pro like uh global warming oh fuck like could you imagine the <laughs> my, advancements my, my, my kids would have a future yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the that's the sad thing, and that's why Operation Paperclip was so important, is to get those minds out, but sadly they got put in countries that were just self-serving. Except for our friend Werner Von Braun. Did I say that? Werner? He, he was put in a country that was self-serving. Did you not oh, listen to Sloan's yeah, last true. thing that he that's said on true. that? <laughs> yeah, he, and I was listening to the idea behind uh, another podcast group that I listened to. They were talking about how our world is such a world now that we need to stop thinking so nationalistic, but worldistic. Oh yeah. Because for sure. Thanks to technology agree. and stuff like that. Like borders to me don't mean shit. It's all tribalism. Unfortunately. It's I mean, all tribalism. So, and that, that's one thing that Europe kind of has figured out that the United States needs to just figure it out is Europe. If you want to move country to country to country, you can move across borders. All you need is a passport, and you're through real quick. I mean, there's not really a whole lot that goes on, right? Right. You just move on through. But whereas, if you wanted to move through the United States to Canada, there's a lot of like you got to go through customs. You got to go through, you know. You have to have a visa. Have to have somebody sponsor yeah. your visa. Whereas, you if you wanted to just go from Lithuania to Germany, you can just cross through the country. You just borders. go. As yeah. long as it's you not let that big of a deal that you're there. It's like, yeah, as long as you have a reason. Like, if you were to get pulled over and stopped in Germany, and they're like, hey, what are you here for? And you're like, oh, I'm just here on vacation, or I'm here on work, blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, cool, no big deal. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in U.S., if you're from Mexico, they're like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing? Well, I think, I mean, I'm saying this, I'm, I'm very uh, happy that I was born in the United States, because it's a lot better place to live than a lot of other people's. There's a lot of freedoms sure, and liberties absolutely. that were gained, but I think the the nationalistic point of view is just so silly because the absolutely. life that I have here toxic. has almost nothing to do with a life of somebody in fucking Taiwan. Taiwan, or even within the nation, my life has nothing to do with somebody living in Florida. And the the <laughs> fact goodness, that we right? have to, Florida man, <laughs> that's true, exactly. <laughs> the fact that we have to be on the same team and and you know, effectively think the same and believe the same because we are within the same borders is just silly. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I think, like, I, I am all for patriotism. Yes. Patriotism is a good thing. Believing that your country can do good and can help others. Like with this space great. race. Absolutely. Nationalism is a problem. Yes. Where you think your country is better than everyone else. Like, you know, the... America, freedom, right? Blah, blah. Like, I'm going to yeah, give okay. you democracy, so does, whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. Like, so does Canada and Britain and Germany and France and Italy. <laughs> and, and everywhere Lithuania else. And Australia Pretty much. Any imperialistic <laughs> side. But anyway. Anyway, the space race. Over. Yeah, anyway. All right, space race. Sputnik 1 and 2 flying overhead. Anyway. So, during the space race, we were competing. This was almost like the side of the war that people had to see 
because the Cold War was so much espionage and behind closed doors and right. just looking at each other, waiting for somebody to make a move kind of a situation. This was the part of the Cold War that was tangible, that could be felt. Mm-hmm. That this, to me, was the war that needed to be won. Which was almost scary, though, because this was kind of the the visible version of the war for that Americans could see and that Russians could see. Um, so it was scary for the American people because it seemed like the Russians were always one step ahead. If, if only just, if only just a little bit. So, I mean, in, it was 1957 when Sputnik one and two were launched in 1958, not even a full year later, we launched the Explorer, which was our first satellite. So, but I mean, that was very clear to the American people that the Russians are one step ahead. And up until, it was up until 1960 that the current president, JFK, had no inkling, no drive, nothing for the space program. Mm-hmm. Well, he thought it was... JFK was 61, right? Uh, he, got, he got elected in 1960. Was it 60? Yeah. Okay, Because mm-hmm. that's when he gave his speech. At the, yeah, beginning of his, at the beginning of his presidency, he wanted nothing to do with the space program. He saw it as a waste of money, that we didn't have the money for that kind right. of thing. He had nothing to do with it at all until he saw how these benchmarks that Russia was hitting that we were behind on were affecting the American people in this Cold War. Because his biggest thing on the table was the Cold War, but he had the backside of it. He didn't have right. the morale side perspective i i think it was when russia launched the first man into space mm-hmm. and he came back down his name was yuri gagarin yep that was 1961 i can tell you, know you it. i love yep. yuri gagarin i can tell you a shit ton of stories so but... he goes to space comes back down successfully very first spacewalk exactly spacewalk for 12 minutes 12 and minutes. nine seconds yep so he comes down, and it's a huge boost for the USSR. Everyone loves he him. He's worldwide. a national hero. Yeah, he was not even exactly worldwide. Like people in the United Kingdom, people in Germany, even though it was divided, France, even people here, it should have been just amazing. Oh, no. He was on um, uh, the Truman, not the Truman Show, but he was, <laughs> not the Truman Show, <laughs> not the Truman Show. That was completely different. But he was like on American television talking to Americans about the USSR and how it let him go to space and that kind of stuff. And I, I think, mean, that, I think it, that just burned Kennedy. Really I agree. Bad. At this point, I think that should have been the point where America dropped the Cold War, in my personal opinion. I understand why the Cold War continued to go on. Or but I think it should does. have been... Yeah, or still does. But I think at that point in time, it should have been, well, shit. I mean, let's work together. Should have because, been, but then... Yeah, sadly, I mean, they do end up working together, but it's not so It's not till much later. later. But could you, like, can you imagine, like, where amazing. we would be? Because the Soviet Union is so far ahead. It wouldn't be, what, three more years until we sent a person no, no, no. to space? It was one month later. Oh, it was a month later. Oh, so yeah, here's right. the oh, thing. Sorry. It's it's not that Russia was so far ahead of us. It's that they were barely ahead of us, but they were ahead of us they at were every step enough. of the way. Because only a month later... We sent uh, Alan, uh, what's his name? Alan Shepard in space with Project oh, yes. Mercury. You're right. yep, so he went to space, but it was after the Russians. We were always a step behind, whether it be one month, two months. I think the biggest gap was about three to four months mm-hmm. behind these benchmarks that nobody set, but it was just constant one-upping each other. But we were never one-upping. We were always right. playing catch-up to the point where in 1961, Kennedy made his famous speech... Do not fear what is in the dark, all that kind of good, good fun feels that he announced that we 
as America would be on the moon by the decade end. Right, and we do these things not because they are easy, they are easy but because they, they are hard. Right. So, this unspoken war and the spoken war, it was really hard for the American people because we were always number one. When Russia started getting ahead, all of a sudden, America is number two. And that's where that nationalism really like lit a fire under Kennedy. And then soon as this was announced, he started dumping money into what is NASA today. Um, right, and they started the Apollo mission, basically. Well, before, before the Apollo, so we had the Mercury program, right. which was the man in space. Mm-hmm. Then we had the Gemini program, which was a successful orbit, right. putting a man up in space for a full orbit. For mm-hmm. full then after the Gemini program, and Gemini program also led to the Apollo rockets. And right, so Gemini Apollo and Apollo were almost connected. Almost. They were almost, I mean, they had different goals. Right. But... Basically, Apollo was the main mission. Gemini was kind of the help to make sure that mm-hmm. Apollo happened. Mm-hmm. So the astronauts that were actually hired for the Apollo missions, basically, were hired for the Gemini project. Well, and another hard thing for the American people is this race was all televised because it was hot news. So oh, it yeah. was all televised. Can so you not imagine? Only, the sad part is not only were we behind, but people also saw the failure. So we were behind, and then they would see the Apollo rockets blow up on the launch pad. They would see the Apollo rockets get lost in space. They would see, mm-hmm. like, Apollo later, after Apollo 11, Apollo 13 get stuck in space and before that i mean we had the the saturn rocket the saturn 5 is what actually launched into space eventually but they had the saturn 1 which was basically just a baby of the saturn 5 and they saw that fail so many times the saturn 1 rockets all the tests so it's just super demoralizing so many people dying it was not smart to have that televised no and this is where i this is where i want to talk about the social like aspects of it where the nationalism that we kind of came up against a minute ago uh mccarthyism so joseph mccarthy yes during the cold War. during the cold war this is actually right about that same era so mccarthyism for people who don't know is basically slander i guess you could say against a certain group of people so you could say you know against the kkk blah 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 you know and this is similar where, ideas this is where our lovely baby boomers developed a fear of communism and yes. socialism is, which is, is from mccarthyism is basically Joseph McCarthy put out a slander campaign against everything communist. Everything communist. And he was using it to gain advantage in his political career by labeling his direct and indirect competitors as communists. And during this Cold War where we're so afraid and we're losing this space race, if you didn't like your neighbor, you could report them to the McCarthy board of your local area as a communist and they would be federally investigated Oh, the house ransacked, family and friends interrogated. And the sad part is, it was just like um, the witch hunts in Salem. Yep. As soon oh, it's as exactly you, the exact same, same as thing. As soon as you were labeled a communist, you lost your family, you lost your friends, you lost your job, you lost everything. Your life was just over. Just shy of getting burned at the stake. And this I is... mean, figuratively, you were burned at the stake. You lost yeah, everything. Yeah, true. No, absolutely figuratively. You couldn't, you had to move, you had to, you lost everything. Absolutely. And that's, and that's where the nationalist problem has come in is because we're so focused on being number, number one. one. We're the best. We're, we're better than everybody else. Whereas if we'd focused on maybe we are number two, maybe we work with number one and we both become number one. Like that, it, it's, it's a fear of the outside world. It's xenophobia. 
is basically what it is. And if we had just twisted just a little bit, God, could you imagine? Could you imagine? That'd be crazy. This plastic bottle next to me. You, your, your copper, your fucking (laughs) copper can would have fucking copper in it. Oh my god! Can you imagine? I don't think so. I don't. I don't, I don't actually think that would happen. But hold on, I'm going to check if Russia's the number one copper exporter yeah, in should. the world. It's not. <laughs> Thanks to Kennecott and a bunch of Americans. Can you imagine if we were America and we gained forces with Russia and we renamed them America too? Um, Russia would oh. not let that happen, and that's why we're in the same boat. We that's are. what I'm. They're, they're 16th. Yeah, uh, no. Most who's uh, number one? Tell me who's exported is I don't know who the number one is, but America. Russia's 16th most America, exported. America, I'll tell you. I guarantee you it's America. <laughs> we have Kenna Cotton over several big Oh, shit, mines. yeah, that's true. You gotta fill the air. Fill the <laughs> air, fill the uh, air, fill the air. Chile, Peru, Australia, Indonesia, Canada, Brazil. So America's number one? <laughs> Nationalism. America is tenth above Russia. <laughs> um, yes. Huh. Um, it's only behind because, Mongolia and Mexico. It's only because we don't exploit and our resources. We just drain everyone else's. That's, yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to be the number one producer of everything because we we're have, the only ones going to have left. the only ones left. <laughs> Anyway, that's a story for another day. Yeah, that's a different, <laughs> holy, toxic nationalism. Totally different podcast. <laughs> but, so, yeah, so Should after we... Sputnik, we went into the Mercury program. We discussed that. That was, yep. the, Mercury was the satellite program. Gemini was putting a man out in space doing his spacewalk. Then we're hitting into the Apollo. Now, with the Apollo mission, I think it'd be kind of good to touch on the um, Saturn V rocket. Mm-hmm. Just a couple fun facts, if y'all would be interested. I'm not. Okay, fine. I'll skip that segment then. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the second half where we land on the moon. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do it anyway. The Saturn V rocket. Okay, so the Saturn V rocket on the bottom, of course, it had the five F1 engines. A couple fun facts about those is they actually burned three tons of fuel per second. <laughs> each of them. Each of them burned each three of tons them. of fuel per second. Okay. There's five of them. Each oh equaled... God. Out to 600 tons of pressure, which all together combined equals 7.5 million pounds of thrust. How does that compare to our um, current rocket system? Do you this know? is still I the Saturn V rocket. Here, the Saturn V rocket is still the most powerful rocket ever made. But it was overkill. <laughs> it was overkill, me. yes. But it is still the most powerful um, liquid fueled rocket ever built. Pretty fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Um, so we're gonna we uh, a fun comparison. So Falcon Heavy, um, a rocket that we have discussed a, a handful of times on this podcast. Our current boo. Our yeah, our current like <laughs> our current rocket. Um, how it stacks up versus other rockets, right? Um, sorry, give me just one moment here. I apologize. Liftoff thrust is five million pounds. Five million pounds. Five million. And how much was Saturn's? Huh? How much was Saturn's? 7.5. Saturn, 7.5. So, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Saturn's right here. Yep, uh, 7.6 is what this what this uh, okay. says here. Okay, even better. So, 
Now here's here's the thing. So NASA's uh, SLS system, the one that they're they're currently, currently in the process of using. Guess guess how much the rest it has? Eleven million. Pounds. That's that's really fucking close. Ten point eleven point nine. Fuck, I'm good. Uh, that like so. So that's a project they're currently working on, or no, is that that's one that they currently okay. have that yeah, they're with... they're going to be using? Okay, now is it is that the one that shot like um, the expedition ones? They actually haven't shot it yet. Okay, what was okay. the system that we were using previously? The one we were um, using on. Um, why oh, can't I think of their names all of a sudden? Blue Origin. No, that's the, I'm sorry. That's the one next year. Well, yeah. What's uh? What was the name of the rockets we used right before? Like NASA? Like you think of like like in 2016 like or like our lifetime? Yeah, you, you think of like Armageddon movie and yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, that shit. three stage system. Journey? No, that was no. the name of the shuttle. But what was the rocket system? Fuck. Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm gonna Google it. Hold on. Dead or dead? It's just air. space shuttle. That's that's all I've got here. Just space shuttle. Space shuttle lift off thrust seven point eight million pounds. Oh, so even it's just barely above the Saturn. Yeah, Saturn five. Yeah. So the there were five orbiters, right? So capable spaceflight, Columbia, Challenger, Discovery, Endeavor, and Atlantis. Okay. Um, those we knew, but yeah, I think space shuttle is. I think that's the name of it. I don't think they come up with something fun for the boosters. Well, that probably was fun. I that's mean, very sad. It's... You know why? That's probably why we uh, sucked so bad. Yeah. Couldn't probably... come up with a cool name. Speaking of cool things. Freaking the NASA logos of all their programs, top notch. They're very good. Class. Whoever whoever yeah. graphic design came up with the Mercury, Gemini, and NASA logos, I'd like to shake your hand. And very cool. I want but, you tattooed on my body. So that one thing I want to discuss though is the Saturn V rocket in comparison. So that list that I just pulled up was the list of the most powerful rockets of all time. Mm-hmm. The list of the most powerful rockets of all time was five rockets, right? All of those rockets that were on that, the oldest rocket other than Saturn V was the Space Shuttle, and that was made in 1999. Saturn V was so, so powerful for its age. Saturn V was 26 years before the Space Shuttle. 26 like years. It lasted that that's long. That's crazy. And it's crazy that it still stacks up now. It's it's still the, new bay, the second highest. Our new bay is not as powerful as it's the not. one that launched. It's, they started building it like 1967. That is around so that time. crazy. I mean, it is so wasteful. It's so oh, wasteful yeah. what did and I say? so useless. It's fucking how many tons per second? Three tons of fuel per second? Like It's it, crazy. And it's, it's super, it's sketchy. Its payload was 260,000 pounds compared to the payload of nasa's sls right yeah which has a higher thing which is only two hundred ninety thousand pounds right like it's only down thirty thousand pounds as opposed to the most powerful rocket in the world it's like saturn five was way above its time it was badass that was, it was yeah it amazing. was that was the one thing outside of the moon landing that the united states can very proudly say that they are the best at now, a cool Best of wasting fuel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we like to conquer other countries just because we want their oil, so why not? But it's really cool. Something that I learned is that it wasn't all like in, you know, NASA warehouses where this was built. They actually, a lot of huge American companies came together, were contracted out, and came together to build this rocket. IBM was one, Boeing was one. There were multiple companies that all came together to put together this American 
slash German machine, you know, that was capable of so much power. That's another thing that we need nowadays. Like, back to this Harmony thing, right? Yeah. Is back then, you, you could contract all those companies, and they wanted to actually give you the resources to work with. Nowadays, man, I mean, it's SpaceX working on their own. NASA's yeah. kind of got Boeing and Lockheed helping them. Right. But, like, that's about it. So, like, so we're going to talk about on. the Saturn V. I think we ought to talk about the USSR competitor, the N1. The yeah, N1. that'd be great. Absolutely. I don't know much about it, so. So, in comparison, the N1, it was a two-stage rocket system, a little bit less than a little bit less Saturn than Saturn V, which is what a three stage and a three right? stage. Mm-hmm. So the N one rocket, its first stage burned for one hundred sixty eight seconds. It created seven point five million lift uh, tons of pa- thrust. T- tons of thrust. The second stage, a little bit smaller, um, was burned for three hundred eighty four seconds with a thrust of one point one five billion tons of force wow that's impressive that's nuts. sorry not billions um uh, i was gonna thousands. say what millions millions, millions. Yeah, sorry 1.1.2 1. 1. for rounding 1.2 billion pounds of thrust 1.2 so million. it was quite a well, bit it was, was comparable it was quite a bit behind though 1.2 1.2 million pounds of thrust mm-hmm. compared to 7.5 that was its second stage oh, so if you're okay. looking at its first stage yeah sure. it was at 7.5 yeah where the saturn 5 was 7.5. So there's just total. So 7.6. They so were right. Close. So they were very, very comparable. The the only difference is the Saturn V was capable of longer distance flights because it was of a three stage. It was a three stage. And I mean, it didn't explode. Well, yeah. N1 did have some issues. <laughs> and the N1, I mean, if you think about it with a two stage system, a little bit cheaper, a little bit easier to manufacture. More can go wrong. Or less can go wrong because there's, go there's wrong. two yeah. stages. Yeah, you're right. But. It was a little bit shorter as far as height. Um, its weight was a little bit smaller. It was a little bit smaller, but estimates show that it could have gone to the moon. And sure. it was using less. Mm-hmm. It looks a little funnier. Just cause it, I'm used they to the look Saturn very five. similar, actually. I mean, yeah, they're different, but they're pretty close. Well, like the weird part about the N1 is it has like the, the Stage 1 rocket has like... It's... So the, the Saturn V is just one giant, like, tubing that's seamless, right? It's, like, coupled it's like, right next to each other for, like, drag. Right. If you look at the N1 rocket, it has, like, its detachment system isn't as elegant. It almost has, like, this nest and, like, eggs stacked on top of each other with, like, an exoskeleton. So it yeah, looks, it doesn't it looks, look it as little, aerodynamic. It it, it's interesting to me. It is. It's a little just different. Just to save on weight. Yeah, sure. Makes sense, but at the same time... It, it blew up a lot, so. <laughs> well, you know. rockets blow up. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, They're and unstable. That was, and that was the thing. So the Soviets were staged to land on the moon before we were, but on their launch, it went catastrophic, exploded, and killed their astronauts. Sorry, cosmonauts. 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 How many did it kill? The entire crew. Which was. Which was a number. <laughs> probably a small number probably three or four as i say i don't remember i think I it was five imagine it would be more than too much more than we were now our space program didn't come with without casualties as well we had uh in january 1967 three astronauts were killed in a static launch test of one of the apollo missions everyone knows about it uh fire uh somehow happened within the capsule 
It was an oxygen-rich environment, and it killed three of our astronauts in just a test. And this was shortly before we launched, would actually launch the Apollo missions. So also, you know, hugely demoralizing. Super sad. So you want to hear the uh, the flight record of the N1 rocket? Sure. Flight number one, 21st of February, 1969. Serial number 3L. Outcome, failure. Flight number two, <laughs> 3rd of July, 1969. Failure. <laughs> flight number three, serial number six. Failure. Flight number four, and final flight. Seven. Failure. Now, what, uh, with, what was with that date? being said... Oh, that that was in 1972. On what? Oh, and oh, 72. I apologize. Okay. Oh, so those what were was, after. So, so I well, okay. go back to the so, ones that were in 69. What were the July. dates on those? So July was the most recent. Mm-hmm. So that that is the turning point right there. Is the Saturn V rocket versus the N1? That was the turning point for the United States, putting us first. And this it, was the big setback. It that one specifically was the only one that failed on launch pad. Exactly. The rest of them falled. 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 I mean, they did fall. I mean, they did fall. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But really they failed crashed. in flight. This one failed on the pad, so they had to rebuild. Rebuild the everything. Pad. So, yeah, the pad. I think we were a hair ahead right before then because in 1968 was when we actually started really launching Apollo missions into space, and we actually circled the moon in 1968, and then came back to Earth. So I think that was really the turning point. And then when when did these? It was 1969. So 1969 in See. February, they had their first flight fail. 1969 July. So from February yep. to July, they built a whole nother rocket. Right. Which is impressive. And failed. And then it took them about two years to rebuild the pad, rebuild the rocket. So which I mean that that you're right. That was the turning point for us. Is that's what put us way ahead. Is because we were able to launch astronauts land on the moon on July twentieth of sixty nine. Yep, but about a year before that, not even maybe six months before that, we were circling. We were circling like that's where Russia was. So Russia was ahead the whole project the whole time. We were behind, but when it came down to crunch time, when it really mattered, that's where we kind of pulled through. You know, maybe by pure luck. And they kind of crumbled under the pressure, probably out of pure luck. So the the nail in their coffin, it was the serial number five that exploded on the launch pad, was due to a fuel leak during fueling. Mm. Oof. Very similar to several of ours. Yeah, I'm not saying that we've had a couple of those happen. Oh yeah, we definitely have. Our space program to this date has killed more than theirs. Has it? Mm. Well, they've stopped. They still fly missions up to the ISS. Yeah, they do. Well, yes, but not not to the extent. I kind of feel do. like when we actually landed on the moon, it was kind of a crushing blow, and they they decided much that they were quit done. trying mm-hmm. as well, as hard. I mean, let's like, go okay, ahead and our save. Goal has changed. Well, yeah, let's save no, the no, end of the Cold War and the and that for the next episode. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Yeah, we can't really talk about the moon landing because that's next episode. Yep. So just know we're almost there. <laughs> we're almost to the moon yeah up until this point we are losing <laughs> yep we are losing but as always thanks for listening hope you learned something you can contact us at brewsciencepod at gmail.com find us on instagram facebook whatever social media um, let us know what you want um, other topics for us to do we've decided our next uh, brewcast is on Ooh, it's a spicy one 
Oh no, I haven't been informed about this. I have not either. Oh, oh no, we so have. Sloan has decided what the brewcast is on. The next brewcast is going to be on my lord and savior's favorite oh, absinthe. Oh, fucking jit. Oh, absinthe. Absinthe? Yeah. Oh god. We're just going in the deep end. Everybody's like, what is it? Do you hallucinate? We're going to find out. Well, you Front hallucinate, reporting. but not on this stuff you buy in Utah. So well, that's just gasoline. It's it's unfortunate yeah, that much. we live so close to the border of states that no, will I mean, sell us real in stuff. America, I don't think in America you can get the real stuff. We have an FDA. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so, so I'm gonna go to gonna, Mexico. But we'll give it a shot. I've never had absinthe before. I haven't either. It's I at the liquor store. I don't even store. know how it's made. All I know is it's flammable. It can burn you. It's a good time. Uh, it hurts your guts, probably. I don't yeah. know. I don't know shit about it, so that would be a really good. So to to my boss, today. who I know listens to this, I'm gonna need a day off. <laughs> I'm gonna need a day off. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll plan it accordingly because I don't think anyone's going home. <laughs> no, that'll be a stay the night kind of night, probably. Possibly, or sleep for an hour and then wake up and I'll make pancakes. <gasps> and in the morning, I'm making pancakes. Oh. What? I know. did just get a waffle maker. Well, why are you making pancakes? Is it Belgium? Make it, make it Yeah, pancakes. it is make Belgian it, waffle maker. Hell yeah. That's the best <laughs> kind of waffle. Belgian waffles and American waffles are the same waffles. I... You are a dirty liar. Ask Ver- <laughs> Werner von Braun if you would agree. <laughs> Belgium and Germany are different countries, you uncultured swine. One Fuck. actually speaks French. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One is not even close to German. <laughs> no, it's Belgium, not. Germany. No? No, Belgium no, lost Belgium, to Germany. Belgium is a country. Fuck. It's a very tiny country, but it is one. God it's damn French, it. It's French-speaking. Did Germany take them over in World War II? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay, very, very, so Belgium, fast. Belgium, Germany. All right. <laughs> well, then, by that merit, so is Luxembourg and France. And Czechoslovakia. And Czechoslovakia. Belgium, Germany. <laughs> and then Norway. <laughs> and part of Spain. Denmark, Finland, Poland. So, Especially Poland. <laughs> Poland and Belgium. You you tried. You did. You tried. I think. Not that hard. By that merit, hold on, by that merit, then all of China, all of Japan, all of South Korea, the mid the Middle East, Iran, Iraq, it's all Russian. Yemen is not only Russian, but also Mongolian. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but one of Because these... Genghis took Genghis it over. Genghis Khan. Oh, God. We're going in the way, way back machine again. <laughs> let's, let's hop in the way, way back machine one more time. Beep. All of the Middle East, all of Europe is French because of Napoleon. Wee <laughs> oui, wee. Oui. He didn't conquer Russia. He made it in winter. He is, okay, Russia is Asia. For the record, Russia is not part of Europe. Russia is Asia. It is Asia. Anyway. Anyway. All of Europe. Hope you learned something. If you're having a stroke, stop. Just stop. Just stop it. Get some help. Keep the podcast rolling because well, yeah, yeah, you we're going to keep shit. you alive. I mean, that's yeah, we're, we're here to help. If you need to hold on to life, hold on to this podcast. However, there is a problem here that with the keep the podcast rolling. Um, this is the end of it. Fuck. Well, if you're a goner. Stroke, they ain't got much if you're life. having a stroke, replay some episodes. Try and use, yeah, whatever energy you have left to play the next episode. And then Why abruptly, is the stroke victim out of energy? I imagine you'd be not very energized if you're no, in only a half stroke. Your body only half energy. Energy. Yeah. Well, okay. Use <laughs> the half of your energy and half your body. You make sure you use the hand that works. A play and go and play the finger. podcast. Or the one that doesn't. I don't care. We're not just whatever people. works. But uh, well, you just said whichever one does, and I said whichever one doesn't. So, which is, is it? Whichever works or whichever works best for you. If you're that's fair. Better at using a limb that doesn't work to play a podcast. That's impressive. If that's what we Colby want wants you to do. Sure. 
after your stroke is done, please text us. Text because that's apparently a thing now that no, James no. has said. Nope. Email us. <laughs> Do not text yeah. me. You can message us. <laughs> text me. I'm very concerned. Actually, if you text me, I'm totally like, what's up, bro? I'll, I'll be out. chill. I'm not going to give you my number. You can instant message <laughs> or Facebook message our uh, our podcast. Yeah, and if you have any ideas after the space race, what you'd like us to cover, drop us a line. We do have uh, we do have a couple. So send us some more. I have not seen an email. Uh, you're right. They've been text messages to me. Yep. Nope. Email. Sorry. There has been an email as well. You just haven't checked the email. Yeah, because I'm not. I am not a social media manager of the Brew of Science podcast. That would be network. James. That would be James. Who did not inform us we had an email. Now I'm excited. I informed you the first week that we started the podcast. Anyway. Oh, idea. No, I know we I had need, an email address. I not need an people email. to email oh. us or Facebook messages so we can do, in lieu of Sloan Stupid Question, uh, view, listener mail. Listener okay, mail? Yeah, yeah listener that'd be a lot of fun. You ask we can, us we a can question. answer their questions. Yeah, you ask us a question, we'll answer it. We'll That's give you a shout brilliant. out. We'll put or you on read the, the Wikipedia for you. One of the whichever, other. whichever <laughs> one, whichever one comes first. We so let, let's make so let's view our mail. Let's make a promise really quickly. We will not read it before the podcast. We'll do it. No, yes. we have to read it before the podcast. No, we will not read it before the podcast. If it's not good, we'll just skip it and yeah, okay. We'll have a we're going to proofread it. We won't discuss as we're doing it. the podcast, but we won't discuss it. Okay, until one of us is deemed that it's okay. Um, and we will not look up the topic. Yes. So we cannot do research on it unless we have no fucking clue. Exactly. I like it. I feel it. like people are going to stump us when we have no fucking idea. We just need to research and answer the best way we know nope. how. I'm all bullshit. Listen, it. I have a lot of useless information. I, I'm aware. Head. That's why. <laughs> but I do not have everything. Between you and I, you have useless information. I have useful information. What do I have? Between You're James. Between Aww. you and I. You have personality. Yes. You're, <laughs> you're the you're the glue that holds this podcast together. I'm the drunkard over here in the corner that adds funny commentary like every now and then. Arg, 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 arg. God, that, that no. Mr. Krabs is so <laughs> shitty. That's such a shitty Mr. Krabs. Oh. It's a, that's a seizure pirate all day. <laughs> if you're having a seizure. <laughs> if you're a pirate and you're having a seizure, yarg, arg, 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 arg. yarg are screwed. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is Sloan. This is James. I'm drunk. I'm not. I'm Colby. Hi. <laughs> Grab a brew. Go look something up. Yeah, learn something. Or don't. I don't give a shit. Goodbye. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye, thanks, Kay. <laughs> <laughs>